This is great. I don't, we've never actually broadcast watching curling. You've broadcast in a parking lot, though. That's pretty cool. You're listening to Stonecast, Curling in the Twin Cities, with Jordan Wickland and Christopher Lisney. Today, we talk to Carl Ball, a Chisholm native who curls in Chaska. If you want to send us feedback, go to our website, stonecast.rocks, click on the About Us button, and fill out the form to send us a message. It's June 15th. Payday for some of us in the room, and we are uh, downtown Chaska in the Curlers Lounge at the Chaska Curling Center, Community Center, with Carl Ball. How are you doing, Carl? Doing very good. Great. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Warm in here. Hot. That's a hot one. <laughs> hot. <laughs> a sound I see you wore an athletic shirt, so yep. that's, I also like that brand. The shirts run about $8. Yep, exactly. Can't miss. Exactly. Yeah. Can't pass up a good deal. <laughs> so uh, Carl, yeah. We're in the middle of June, and Carl curls tonight at 8. Correct. That's yep. a good thing, right? Oh, yeah. Sheet 6. Uh, you and I have been talking quite a bit recently, actually. We've been participating in the Twin Cities Curling Association's junior... Yeah, um, basically, it's just a Twin Cities Curling Association, and we're working towards the goal of getting all the, the curling clubs within the Twin Cities to work together to um, develop more more streamline against uh, amongst all the other d- different clubs such as like a merit program and kind of really focusing on growing the sport from the ground up and also uh, to create more high performance curlers or, or more experienced the latest thing that we're that we've been working on that last idea was kind of neat a league that would happen every Sunday for a short period you know, for a period of time not a short period of time but yeah like- that Traveling league. Like six kind of or 12 weeks or something, and uh, teams would sign up, and one week would be in Chaska, and the next week would be in Blaine, and they're thinking they would do it on a uh, a time when other people aren't practicing, or like Sunday, like a noon, or Sunday at one, something like that. So we're kind of figuring that out, and hopefully we can get something launched this year and see how it works. And So when I, um, the reason that you're on this podcast is because of Scott Belvich. I, um, emailed him and I said, I don't know a lot of people that curl in Chaska and I want to talk to some people. And he said that he was, you were a good buddy of his and that you would be very entertaining because you were a junior curler from Chisholm. And who doesn't want to talk to someone for, from Chisholm? Right. I mean, it's the Iron Range, the, the mecca of curling. Yeah. You got Minnesota. two Iron Rangers in here, Chris. Yeah. Better watch out. <laughs> Let I, me uh, ask you this. This is very important. I grew up in Northern Minnesota, just for the record. Oh, that's right. So that. you don't there have you to you don't have to make it sound like I'm a city slicker. <laughs> I don't make it sound like you're a city slicker. You, you look like one yeah, now. I, talk, I, I just yeah. talk like you. Know. Yeah. <laughs> have you been to Biwabic? I've yes, I've been to Biwabic. Uh, for there was some pizza joint out there I went to. I think Vi's Pizza. Yeah. You know who Vi is? No. My great grandma. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> Family pizza joint. Shout out to Vi's. <laughs> Someday I'll go there again. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> We don't get up there too often anymore. Is, it, is that how you pronounce it? Biwabic? It's not Bowabic? It's probably Bowabic if you're close or drunk. Okay. I just have always heard of it as Bowabic. Well, I mean, I, the, it used to be spelled B apostrophe Wabic. <laughs> Wabic. That's where that comes from. Little known fact. There you go. Yeah. We can call her a day. So can you uh, give us a little, I don't know, little kind of 
history all wisdom. Of, history of, of uh, yeah, your, your junior curling. Just tell me a little bit about your junior curling experience and how you got into curling and, uh, well, and in, that sort of thing. I think it was back in 2002. I just started a friend of mine from school took me up to the curling club and um, just had me try it out. And I really enjoyed it. After that, I just started going every day after school because it was an activity that, you know, was readily available to us up there. So I would just go up there every day after school, work on my homework, and then start shooting practice rocks. Um, and then in uh, 2000, well, I started playing competitively uh, after a year or so. And then in 2004, I hooked up with Chris Plies, Andres Borson, Kyle Cotagelli, and Matt uh, Zabillet. And we played in the 2004 uh, World Junior B Curling Championships. Leading up to that, there were some playdowns and stuff like that, but uh, we ended up making it to the the World Junior B Curling Championships over in Denmark. So that was quite the experience. What does the B in Junior B mean? Well, there you. I don't know if it's still the same now, but there used to be an A pool and a B pool for World Juniors. So in order to get back into the A pool, we had to. Well. The prior team didn't perform very well in the regular junior worlds, which is the A pool. And so then they had a trial competition in Noda, uh, labeled the B pool in Denmark to try and qualify for, uh, getting back into the junior worlds. And I think that year it was Korea that, um, got back into the worlds. Do you have to pay for all that? No, actually, the USCA funded a good chunk of it. I don't know how much because I know uh, we did a lot of fundraising for sponsors and stuff like that as well. Chocolate bars, magazines, what did you sell? <laughs> I just went around to local businesses, kind of told them our money. story. Great. Yeah, and tried to see who could help us out. And then uh, we did a spaghetti feed at the there Duluth Curling Club too. Oh, so. great. Those are always pretty successful. Mm-hmm. How much money can you make at a spaghetti feed? I might want to I do one. Make a, yeah. I need some windows in my house. There you go. <laughs> you okay. told us you have a small interest in mixed martial arts. Yeah. Do you practice uh, mixed martial arts? Yeah, I used to train at Grill Combat in Shanhassen. Oh, um, wow. Used to teach kids classes there. Which style? I was more boxing. Okay. Um, I did some wrestling. I actually, preparing for a MMA fight, I wrestled with my uh, cousin's high school class in Hutchinson, Minnesota, and yeah, they just whooped on me something awful. Because I mean, those kids have been wrestling since mm-hmm. since kindergarten. So, and I was used to jujitsu, so I'm sitting there on my back trying to do a move, and they're like, "Oh, you got pinned." What? Wow. <laughs> well, we got a we got a big night coming up. UFC 200. I'm pretty Lesnar's excited return. About you gonna be watching? I am. I'm. It's. It's. I think it's gonna go one of two ways. Either Brock gets the takedown and he just starts pounding him, or Mark Hunt gets the uh, gets the KO and and ends the fight quick. Are we gonna Are we gonna see a round two, or is this gonna be over in round one? I think it'll be round one. If it get, If it gets to round two, I think Mark Hunt will take it. Yeah, I think the experience and the age there will play a factor if the you know rounds go on and on. I, I kind of got into. MMA this year through my buddies Jamie and Jesse and uh the more I watch it the more fascinating it becomes it's just super brutal yeah of course there's that factor uh but it's pretty fun watching it with people who can kind of talk about it a little bit once you get in the technique of it yeah, yeah it was super interesting we uh my wife and I um a few weeks ago we were up in Duluth and at the uh Canal Park Brewing Company 
for lunch and the TV near us was MMA. And she said, Oh, let's just change it to anything else. Cause she's a sporty girl. And we were, you know, all the other TVs had stuff on. I said, Oh, let's just watch this for a second. And I don't remember who was fighting, but at the end of round one, he had landed 41 blows to <laughs> one. The other guy could like barely see, but yeah. somehow made it to round two. And it was just disgusting kind of, but <laughs> man alive. I was very impressed when you, when you said, Yeah, I kind of take an act- active interest in MMA. I'm like, Oh, it's brutal. Yeah. And it's I brutal. do. I'm working on the Minnesota Combative Sports Commission too as what? a judge. Wow. I was thinking about doing refing too, but that's, it's a lot of responsibility to be inside the cage with those guys. And you really gotta, you know, be on your toes and, and have their, their safety on the, the forefront of your mind. So mm-hmm. perhaps we could do a stone cast MMA, like cele- pretend we're celebrities okay. and do a, um, you versus Jordan. In an MMA style match, and I'll do. He looks like in a lot better shape than I am, though, so I'm at a little bit of a disadvantage. (laughs) I don't know. You got the experience. Yeah, you've got experience, and you can call fouls. That's true. That's true. Because I'm dirty. (laughs) What goal do you hope to accomplish this year? Let's say before December 31st. (laughs) I think uh, my goal this year would be to. Beat me in MMA. Beat you in MMA. I'm actually trying to get in better shape, but my my long term goal is to try and get on a competitive curling team again. So, uh-huh. um, like more on the club level, not necessarily on the 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 national scene where you got the east and west. But, but yeah, I'm looking more at the club level. Cool. Here in Chaska or wherever they'll take you. Wherever it'll take me. Do you think that uh, Benton was telling us at that um, TCCA meeting that? That the at the high performance camp they had this beep test. Did he was he were you there when he was talking about that? Yeah, and you were uh, ready to test it out. You were. You I'm going to go up there and do it. I don't think that I do. Very, I'm pretty fast in short distances, but I'm not that great in shape. I mean, I hide it really well. But yeah, so it's apparently it's some test where you're like, okay, uh, run from here to there and back, and we'll time you. And I don't know. There's like a beeping. It gets like progressively faster. You have to do it between the beeps. And they count like how fast you do it, and uh, or like the, the the first beep is say ten seconds, and then it's nine seconds, then it's eight seconds, and then seven and a half seconds. And depending on how far you get, that's your rating. And they only wanted people, you know, they an ideal score is above seven. Well, so. they're looking for your BBD, your beep to beep differ- differential. Yep, yep. <laughs> I can't even say it. Yeah. Anyway. So I told them that I wanted to try to. How do does it. that possibly relate to curling? They, I mean, they, they did a whole bunch of things that are looking for like the general fitness. athleticism and fitness, and so that was one of the one of the determiners to determine that you are fit to curl. Jordan, what's one of your goals for the year? Oh, also to lose some weight. I uh, up until now, I was on a alcohol austerity program for the week, trying to only drink on weekends. But we're you know it's my first time here. We're talking to ball. This is great. So. I uh, figured I could, I, as long as we're doing a group Moscow mule, I, cheat I'm all day. in. No cheat day. So. so your weight loss program for the summer or for the year, rest of the year, is to not drink during the week. Well, I also bike quite a bit, and I just joined a gym. So Those are better, hope I to, think. Hope to make use of that. That's cool. I do make use of the bike. Have yet to make use of the gym, but just join. So. Which gym? The Y, the downtown Y. Oh, cool. Yeah. Do they have a pool? Yeah, it's a huge facility. I was actually super impressed with the building. Oh, it's, it's like the, four stories high. Hmm. Well, the building's higher than that, but the, I mean, I think the Y occupies that many stories. Yeah. 
Yeah, I go to the Lifetime in Chanhassen. Ah. Imagine there are a lot of fit, beautiful people at the Lifetime in Chanhassen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. And I got a friend that's my trainer, so. There were not a lot of fit, good. beautiful people at the uh, uh, LA Fitness in the Midway <laughs> when, no? I, when we were members there. We're covering all gamut of sports. This is great. Yeah. I love this. MMA. MMA curling. Biking. You bike to work. Beep to beep differential. We covered beep. that. Beep, beep to beep. Yeah. So how did why did you get out of curling? It makes it sound like you got out of curling for a while, and then you saved and curled for a while, and then you just started again this year. Yeah, when I moved down to the cities from up north, I lived in Hutchinson for a while and then slowly moved over this way. But there wasn't really a curling club close by. I mean, there was St. Paul, but it was kind of harder. It seemed harder to get into, and I really didn't want to make that drive. So I um, started doing MMA and, and really kind of doing that from more of a fitness standpoint because i have cerebral palsy so it kind of helps you know stay a little bit loose and and just helps out with that and you know just staying active Hmm. i always thought well this probably will be offensive but i always thought cerebral palsy was like a super debilitating disease it's it's a pretty wide spectrum yeah Mm -hmm. so yeah i'm lucky i'm very fortunate i have a very mild case of it so mm. it just affects uh, flexibility and range of motion so so yeah. you think it would affect your beep to beep <laughs> test definitely. definitely i'd get tired pretty quick i'm sure mm. so what uh what in your mind like what what similarities exist between mma and uh, you know a cage match brawling sport and the uh gentle sport of curling uh, I think a big part of it is, is figuring out your opponent. I know you really got to watch to see how in curling, you know, the other team plays and kind of see if you can dictate your strategy to go against that. And, you know, the same things kind of in, in MMA where you got to find out their holes to kind of work your game to the best of your ability. And then just the, the mental focus. I know I only played on a high level once, but it's, it's a lot of mental. So I think, you know, those that have played at that level a long time, like John Schuster and, and, you know, many on his team, Chris Plies, that's still going at it. They have that, that edge because they've been to that level and they've been around that TV and, and just can deal with that pressure better than most people, I think. And, you know, a lot of people like to bet on MMA. A lot of people bet on curling. We get a lot of bets coming to Stonecast. We don't have an official bookie. But we're not unwilling to entertain that notion. Jordan, actually, I went to watch Jordan curl once, and he had some buddies there, and we were drinking, and it was fun. And he introduced me to my first ever curling gambling game, and it was a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's even a name for it. I'm sure most awesome. are all of our six listeners, uh, maybe 120. Right now, we're 120. We're the fastest growing curling podcast in the Twin Cities. We're, we're going to double it with the release of this one. I think yeah. so. Well, yeah. we hit double digits, so, I mean, the sky's the limit. No, you just, you know, you, you've got, generally, you need eight cards. It's okay. It's fun to play it with nine, but, you know, uh, you deal out the ace-2-3-4 red, ace-2-3-4 black. doesn't matter what the suit is. Red cards are typically the red stones. Black cards are the yellow stones. And whatever card you get, that's the team you're rooting for and the score. So I deal you yellow two. You, or excuse me, black two, you need yellow to get two points. Everybody puts in a dollar into the pot every end, and then whoever has the winning card gets the pot. Oh, so each but, end you're making money. <laughs> yeah, well, that's how I like to think of it. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it because we didn't have all the cards taken, so there was a lot of pushes. Oh, yeah. So that's when it got really exciting. That's why it's fun to have 
two teams fully participating, but you deal nine cards. And hopefully one of the, 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 uh, the, the card that doesn't get dealt is a one or two, a high probability, you know, uh, result. And then it's just a push and you keep going. So when I was in junior curling, they all, all played spoons all the time. So I, oh, I love spoons. Yeah. I gotta say, I always thought spoons was stupid. It looked Cause, violent cause though when slow. they played it. <laughs> My BPD is quite good. <laughs> so Carl, do you know any jokes? I don't know any jokes. Not one? No. And I had a, I had a, I had an old supervisor at work that used to tell the worst jokes ever. But I that's the kind we like. I didn't hear a lot of jokes over the weekend, but I heard a lot of really good farmer wisdom. Do you guys like farmer wisdom? Do you have farmers in your family? I don't have any farmers. Anyone who is listening who uh, farms or parents farm, grandparents farm in the Midwest will lean in a little closer. I got, I got something coming at you. Old farmer axiom here from Two Harbors, Minnesota, where my recently deceased grandma Virginia uh, is now at the big farm in the sky. Anyway. Well, now the joke starts off sad. So uh, uh, Carl and Chris were at the farm one day, and Carl's chopping wood, and uh, Chris comes in and said, I'd like to participate. Carl says, well, we're on a farm, Chris. You have to be committed. And Chris says, well, what's the difference? And Carl says, it's the difference between bacon and eggs. The chicken participates. The pig is committed. All right. <laughs> no, does that not work? I don't like no. pork. Farmer with... Ah, oh, you guys are killing me. Anyway, uh, someone... So you're saying that if I worked at your farm, I would have to work so hard that I killed myself. Or that I gave up my life. Well, I think we're... That's we're, how we're, committed we're, I am. Where death from exertion is a viable way to end the day. Yeah, except the pig isn't really dying from exertion. I mean, the the pig just sits around and rolls in the mud and eats slop until they're so fast that you can't run away from the farmer with an axe. I would love to live that way. Yeah. You're rolling around in the details. (laughs) You're missing the overall message, which is that farmer wisdom is very, very good. All right. Excellent. Excellent farmer wisdom. Now I got more. I got more coming at you. Someone once complimented my grandpa Fred, uh, the Wickland Dairy... Uh, was, used to exist in the, um, after the depression up in two harbors. And, um, someone just complimented my grandpa one day and said, Oh, you know, the, you guys, the, the, the milk is great. It's exactly what this community needs. It's so great. You have cows that give it to you. Grandpa said, The cows don't give us anything. We have to take it twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> also great. Yeah. That also works with wives. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> You um, said that you are interested in trying to uh, get on a more high-performance or more competitive curling team. How, how are you? What's, what's, your, what's your plan for that? I think it's just going to be, you know, just playing more. So i got to get out to more bond spills, get my name back out there, and see where that goes. Hmm. I think I've been out of the game for so long that people – like I've, I went up to the St. Paul Curling Club and – uh, Dex, that's there. He he goes, Carl. I haven't seen you in forever. So, you know, I think it, it's just a matter of getting myself back out there and getting my game back under me. So, which position do you prefer to throw? Uh, I like lead, actually. Really? Yeah, it's cool. Lead's great. I feel like the older you get and the more you curl, the better lead gets. You're like, all right, uh, if I can if I can get one of these in place, we'll be okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. Lead is really tiring. Um, I think because you. 
your six ends of, of sweeping. Mm-hmm. So there's like no break and I find it very tiring. I like it though. Yeah, I usually do I lead like it a lot. Uh, skip on one team, lead on another one. I think Dex. Uh, hey, that's the guy from St. Paul. Yeah. Anyways, Dex always says that uh, if you if you're skipping, you should skip and lead. Those are the two positions because they kind of pair. Well, I'm probably putting words into his mouth, but that's because you do similar shots. You know, you do draws and uh, you don't do as many like takeouts and that sort of thing. So and he said that the third and second spot can mess up a skip. So. And I actually skip on my league team, so that's kind of interesting. Yeah. you um, Can you tell me about – so the, you did a post on Facebook about junior curling here, and it sounded like you guys have – the coaches you have here are, like, fantastic coaches. Yeah, we got Stephen Dropkin, Courtney George, Jordan Moulton, and uh, Jessica uh, Schultz. So, I mean, we got a lot of top top-level people helping us out. And then you, um, at the end of it – you guys had a uh, coach, a coach v coach game, and you were victorious. Yeah, it was a, it was a lot of fun because I mean we've all grown up together through curling, so it was it was kind of a throwback. And you know I've talked to Courtney about it before, and you know she kind of said that's the type of thing we wish we could show these kids that you know the people that you meet now you'll you'll be together for quite a long time or in some way shape or form do you do you know a lot about how this club like operates like how new teams get in and and all that kind of stuff because i've heard some things that i want to run by and i want you to tell me if i'm right or wrong yeah um well essentially it's a first come first serve when they when the sign up opens and that was for the first round of it then the second round they said you had to I, th- I think it was had to have at least two new people on your team so that way it, it brings in new people that haven't had the opportunity to play and then from my understanding we're opening up some more leagues and then making it a uh, first come first serve again situation so I so mean, you might have ruined all my points you might have answered all my questions which <laughs> I'm going to ask you them anyways. Jordan says I got to do that, you know. Can I be one step ahead of you? Yeah, you do. Well, you know, at least somebody can. At least somebody can. I heard, or Jordan told me this, that when they opened up the roles to sign up, that the it sold out or everybody got signed up, like, incredibly fast. Like, it was eight minutes or something. Oh, yeah. I was at work, and I couldn't get signed up. I remembered at the end of the day, I was like, oh, no, everything's closed now. So uh, luckily they opened up a little bit more, so I was able to squeeze in. But And then I was at the, uh, I was in, I was watching the uh, college deal here, and uh, I was sitting next to a pair, uh, a couple, and they were talking to them, and I was, they were friendly, shared uh, some Brussels sprouts with me, which I don't normally share dishes, but they were pretty good. <laughs> Felt kind of weird sharing leftovers. Um but they said that they were going to do like the first – they did the first thing where everybody signs up. And then, you know, first come, first serve, but then they sold out quick. And then they said that the second – which you're going to already answer. But they said that the second round, they were going to do only people that didn't get in the first round. They were going to get those people – like they're on the waiting right. list. So if you were first – if you got in, like say you were number one, you probably wouldn't get in the second round. Right. But that's not what they did. Right? Well, it was pretty much all brand new people that second round. So, oh, I thought you said that you could you had bring to have a at team. Least two new two. people, yeah. So, how would you find like if you're out here, like you just have to find like, oh, I've got two friends that want to curl. Basically, yeah. Hmm. Or you know, there's there was there was so many teams that are people even that came through those learn to curl classes that there was an overflow of, of 
people trying to get into a league day. What life experience has strengthened you the most? Well, I I think it was being born with a disability. I think it um, presented a lot of challenges in my life and um, where I wasn't supposed to do a lot of things and being able to curl at a high level and then do an MMA fight, I mean, it didn't go well, but I did it. And I think just having that perseverance early on in life kind of helped me achieve different things. So, I mean, I'm definitely not wanting to stop now and, and wanting to continue that going forward and hopefully get back playing high-level curling again. So, Do you realize that if uh, Mr. Belvich didn't walk in here, we would have all thought that you were good at marsh- mixed martial arts? He just burst that bubble. <laughs> thanks, Scotty. Appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, thanks, Scott. That might be true. <laughs> However, what <laughs> Carl just said to you is probably one of the greatest things that I've ever heard because I couldn't agree with Carl more. His disposition in life because of the beginnings that he had are what I really love about that guy. And why I wanted you guys to interview him in the first place. Because this guy is one of the greatest guys ever. He truly, truly is. And he's done amazing things considering his background and the disability he was born with. So, Carl, from me to you, in all heartfelt, you are the man. And Mm. you have done great things. And thank you for all your help around here. It means a lot to me and it means a lot to the people around here. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so should we uh, wrap this up? Carl, thanks for uh, joining us on our podcast. Yeah, thank you. This is really cool. We're in the player's lounge watching curling, and it's been hilarious where I'm sitting. Uh, so many people like walk by and look in, our, look in the window like, what the hell's going on in there? <laughs> They're like at this really quizzical look, which I've been finding very entertaining because I've been just smiling. And you said that woman... Right there is the park and rec, rec person. Correct. Yeah. She seems to give you me kind of a disapproving look, and I like that because <laughs> I think she's probably, you know. Yeah. Just means you have to work harder. Yeah. So so thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. Cheers. 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 Yeah, I think lead is so interesting, especially with new curlers. No one wants to be lead. Because they don't understand, it's not like a baseball lineup. Even right. though, I mean, lead-off, that's not really an appropriate analogy, but it's close, you know. Yeah. You want to be in the heart, the meat of the order, three, four, five, six. Nobody okay. likes baseball, Jordan. God, I love baseball. Do you guys like baseball? I hate baseball. What? God, twins are so bad. But no, I mean, uh... Which twins? Do you remember those twins that were in Playboy? Oh, my grandma... Whom we already <laughs> mentioned. Grandma, grandma was, was a <laughs> she was one of the twins. Well, maybe, but she, she had she had like a pair of like eighty seven twins, like like the pinup in her like garage cabinet in Duluth. And my brother and I, like you know, we've been going there since we were six. And so for years and years, every time we went to the garage, we you know we grabbed the lawnmower, mower lawn, and uh, we must have loved Grandma's house. <laughs> oh, Grandma's house was the greatest until the internet. Then the internet was the greatest. So.